Hello friends. It is very good to be with you again today. And no, it's not just me today. We have something special in store for you today. But before we begin, I wanted to just remind you that all of our contact information is listed here for our future and a hope counseling. And if there's anything at all that we can help you with, please do not hesitate to contact us. So let me just introduce what's going to happen today. Dr. Richard Kozart, who is one of our counselors and also the Director of Counselor Education at A Future in Hope Counseling Ministries is going to be joined by a young lady by the name of Patty Staten and she is 13 years old. She's going to represent some of what people in her age and stage of life have been dealing with during this pandemic. I think you're going to find it interesting and helpful and without further ado let me now introduce you to Patty Staten who, by the way, happens to be my granddaughter. Uh, Patty, it's so good to have you um, on our podcast today. And so we just want to talk over um, things with you about this COVID virus, how it's impacted you, and, and maybe some ways um, that we can take away from our time today in terms of how we can best uh, deal with it and cope. So tell me first, uh, Patty, just generally, how has this uh, COVID virus impacted you? Uh, it's, it's affected like my, like my friends, like being able to see my friends and my soccer, my school, pretty much just like in my family, just affected like every aspect of my life pretty much. Did they have to actually stop your soccer practices and that sort of uh, thing and with soccer? Yeah, we did like soccer Zoom calls, but uh, I'm on this thing called the DA. Like it's a league, but they completely like, uh, they stopped the league, like stopped continuing it because they didn't have enough money to fund it anymore because of the corona. And we lost like a lot of players. Okay. And then, of course, you stopped going to school, right? And you were pretty much confined uh, at home. Yeah, we did online school, but it was really easy. It was really easy? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, tell me what kind of feelings uh, you were having when, it, when this happened, when the soccer ended and then staying at home. Um, what kind of things were going on in your mind? Well, towards the beginning... Uh, it was spring break when Corona happened and I didn't mind cause I could see my friends and stuff like that. Like I was happy. And when school shut down, I was still okay. Cause I get to see like a few of my friends and I had a good time. Then all of them went on quarantine and then I was just kind of like bored and like couldn't do much and cooped up in the house all day, but I still got to like get out and ride my bike, which was good. Mm, good. Yeah. A lot times, Patty, we find that uh, people who are not in their daily routine that are cooped up, let's say, in a house, uh, whose social network is broken down, are more susceptible to um, symptoms and signs of, of anxiety um, and depression. And we're seeing uh, quite a bit of that um, during, during this uh, COVID uh, pandemic. And so I, I think you're right on when you describe, you know, what you were feeling uh, as this was happening uh, with you. How about the family? How, how uh, what was life like with the family? 
Well, my brother got a job at HEB during quarantine. Uh, so we had to be like really conscious, like cautious about that because, you know, he's working at HEB during the quarantine, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then like we argued a lot, which I would typically argue with my older brother a lot, but he did move out and he lives in an apartment, but I argued with like my parents and my other brother. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than usual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. I, I, I understand that because our stress levels go up, we're confined, um, we're with other people that are feeling you know, the same um, stressors, and then that tends to trigger conflict more yeah. than uh, we would usually experience with others. And so I'm not surprised by that. We can see that with um, family members, um, coworkers, um, others that we normally would, would have uh, peaceful relationships with. Patty, yeah. um, what I'd like to ask you now is, what, what um, maybe are some things that help you, that have helped you get through the crisis? Um, definitely my parents not fully quarantining me. We be able to like walk the dogs or like go out with my family and stuff like that. Or uh, being able to work out helped a lot because they did close the soccer fields, but I still like go on the fields anyways and I go and play soccer. That just helped a lot. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned getting out and exercising a bit, you, you said riding your bike, getting out on the soccer field and walking a dog or something like this. Um, we know that when we, we exercise our bodies, there, there are certain endorphins that our, our body, our brain uh, produce that give us a sense of calm and help us to tolerate stress. So that's a very important part of, of getting through this. If we are, are very much um, sitting around all day, most of the day, and we're not moving our bodies around and getting some exercise, we're gonna be more inclined to feel anxiety and depression. So I'm glad to know that um, your parents allowed that and that you were able to get out and, and move around a bit and that was helpful to you. Are there, are there any other things that were helpful for you? Um, I could see like one or two friends during the pandemic because I like live close to them. So I like bike to their house or meet them somewhere. That was fun. Okay, so you were, you were able to safely have some social interactions then? Yeah, for a little while, but then when it got like worse, like they didn't like come out anymore or whatever. Like I didn't see it anybody really. Okay, so that that was a very trying for you. Yeah, but now I have soccer practice though, so I do get to see like a lot of my friends. But we have to like social distance during practice. Hmm. Yeah. Even while you're playing soccer. <laughs> Oh, not while we're playing soccer. Okay, during the practices or on the sidelines. This I like warmed up or something. Okay, all right. Well, again, that, that social aspect to mental health is extremely important. Um, as human beings, we were meant, we were not meant to be alone. There's 
something that is invigorating, that is helpful when we have healthy uh, social interactions. The COVID virus has shut this down, obviously, to a great degree. And so we want to be aware of it. I'm, I'm glad for you, Patty, that um, you've been able to return uh, to the soccer practice. You've been able to see some of your friends. And that, that is a wonderful thing. That is very helpful. Very good. How has um, um, other things been going? Were there any other aspects of, of your lifestyle or whatever that has helped you through this? Um, yeah, kind of like, uh, let's see, my family or like my mom, we like go out and get food or something during the night that would help. Or like when my soccer first like shut down, we got, we got food and walked around like the soccer fields or whatever. And kind of just talked about like old times. Mm-hmm. With friends or with family? Oh yeah, just my mom. With your mom? Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. So you notice uh, going out to eat, going out and getting food, all right, is a little bit out of the normal of staying in the house. So there's a little um, interaction. There's a difference there. There's some creativity there. Um, eating food um, that you enjoy um, can be an encouragement too. Plus, it's it's nourishing uh, to our bodies. Then being able to walk around outside with someone you love and who loves you, your mother, um, that helps you to process what's going on in your mind, um, especially about the, uh, the, the virus or maybe just other things that are going on in your life. And this will tend to lift your mood. So it, it's, a, it's a very good thing here, Patty, what you're telling us that initially as you started this, started into the virus period and there was this isolation. There was um, a, a certain degree of conflict with others. Um, there was less exercise. Um, there was a sense of maybe less productivity as you, as you did your, your schoolwork uh, very quickly and easily. And then now that things are opening up a, a bit, now these basic needs are being met for you um, socially, um, just in terms of your uh, physical health are being cared for, um, and then interacting with friends and others like, like your mother, um, this has been very useful for you and helpful for you. Um, Patty, if we were to ask you about uh, your mood level, and if I were to ask you like zero to 10, in 10 being the happiest you've ever been, zero being the saddest you've ever been, in the worst part of the crisis, what was your number? What was your mood about? Uh, 10 would be the best or the worst? 10 is the best. 10 is happy. Like a two, probably at the worst, or two or one. Okay, probably at a two or one. That's really low. Yeah. Now, now that things are beginning to get, you know, a little bit better, and we're not expecting, you know, perfection by any stretch of the imagination, but where are you about now? Uh, like a eight. Okay. Well, that's quite an improvement. 
All right. So in the in the worst of the of this thing, way down at two or one, and now way up around eight or nine or, or so, right? Mm-hmm. That's quite an improvement. So what I say to people that I'm counseling and what I'll say to you is whatever you did to get from two to nine, you want to maintain and you want to take precautions. You want to watch your life. And usually the areas are going to have to do with biologically. How are you doing with your body? Are you getting exercise? Are you getting outside? Psychologically, are you watching your levels of anxiety and depression? Are you being careful about that? And then socially, having, having healthy social interactions, biological, psychological, and social factors. If we can kind of concentrate on those and keep those going where they should, there's a good chance that you're going to stay up there um, around that nine level. Patty, what are some things that would threaten that nine mood level for you? What are some things that, that might tend to push you back down? Mm, not be able, not being able to like go out and see friends. Okay. Is there any chance of that happening again? Like not being able to go out and see friends? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I guess because they're parents, but like, I don't know what's going through their parents' heads. Do you think you're going to be able going forward to have enough social interactions with friends? Maybe not all your friends, maybe not your favorite friends, but enough friends. Uh, yeah, only because of sports though. If it wasn't for sports, probably not. Because I have, uh, I have four practices a week and a game on the weekend. Okay. So we can predict then that you're going to get adequate um, social interactions. Mm-hmm. Would that would that be correct? Am I am I stretching it too much there, or is can we say reasonably you're probably going to get enough social interactions? Uh, probably enough, yeah. Probably enough. Maybe not as much as you would like, but pretty close to it. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you is that that's one of the main uh, the main issues that moves your mood level, mm-hmm. your level of social interactions. Yeah. And it sounds like it's getting a whole lot better for you. Yeah, it is. And then this other side of it, the biological, you're getting out now. You're out on the soccer field. You can ride your bike and walk the dog and get out um, nearly every day. Yeah. Yeah, and I come with my grandma to the church. Oh, excellent. Excellent. The last thing I'd like to ask you, Patty, how do you think it's going to affect conflict with others? How do do we improve in that area? Uh, Conflict with others. Well, in a household, uh, I say, like, don't 
when like you're able to get out again don't be around each other so often like obviously be around each other but not like still cooking up in the house when you can get out still you know mm-hmm. like take advantage of the opportunity that is very wise of you very wise of you relationships um sort of draw close and go apart they draw close and then they move apart. That's normal relationships. But when they're too much like this, mm-hmm. tends to be conflict. And so what you're yeah. saying, get a chance to go out, we kind of get some relief from each other, don't we? Mm-hmm. And then we greet each other again. Yeah. Yes. A key, a key to lowering conflict with others is making sure we are limiting, reasonably so, limiting the amount of time we spend with others and um, giving others um, reasonable amount of space. Yeah, I agree. Very good. So, Patty, what have we, what have we learned today? If we could kind of wrap up our, our time here today, what are the biggest takeaways for you? Um, to not be like take advantage of the opportunity to get out. Okay, to take, the, to take advantage of the opportunity to get out. Mm-hmm. Very good, Any, anything else? Uh, to like, well I kinda already do this, but it's a good one to like keep exercising and yes. keep your body in good shape and don't sit around the house and eat junk food all day. There you go. Yes. All right. Taking the opportunity to get out, being, uh, going through a routine of exercise, which you already knew. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I would just add is being careful about conflict and not making interpersonal conflict any worse than yeah. it has to be. And trying to live at peace with others. Yeah. Giving them their space and us having our space. Mm-hmm. Patty, it has been a delight to talk to you. Thank you, you too. You are um, wise, and I know that the people who watch this will appreciate uh, the, the advice that you're giving, the input, uh, especially uh, younger people, I think are gonna really be able to relate to this. So it's good to be with you today. And I look forward to interacting with you in the future. Me too. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye.